Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Order up. Hi everyone, this is the Square Tickle Cafe. I'm your hostess Daria. Come on in, sit down, have a nice cool cup of joe on this very humid evening. Although my neighborhood's kind of cooled off a little bit thanks to the rain. Uh, come on in, sit down, and um, well, before we get started, I, I need to take a few minutes here because um, unfortunately I've recently suffered a personal loss this week. Um, As many of you may or may not know, I used to write for a website called WrestlingNewsArena.com. And it was run by a young gentleman by the name of Sean Moniz. Sean Moniz had been publishing the site for quite some time, and I would follow him. And one day he posted an ad stating that he would like to have some writers write for his website. Now, I've been writing for a web board. Yes, this was back when web boards were a thing. (laughs) I had been posting views of ECW and NXT, and and I sent him a couple of my review blogs. He liked what he read and said, okay, you can start writing for me. So I started doing reviews of ECW, NXT, Superstars, and little things here and there. And then I eventually started progressing into my personal blog called Enter My Mind, which was on his website, and also any breaking news. In fact, I was one of the first ones to break the news of Robert Irvine's and um, then WWE diva Kale Kim, who went on to become TNA Knockout, who's retiring this year, of their relationship and their subsequent engagement. So it's funny because we both reported the story within an hour of each other. I posted it up first. He posted the exact same story. And I'm like, dude, I just posted that. And he was like, oh, I thought I saw that. So it was pretty cool to see. But the blogs kept getting a lot of good attention. And I also started including interviews 
with different independent stars amongst um, here in New England as well as in other parts of the country. And I decided, and, and this was around the time that certain websites were starting to include podcasts. So one day I decided, well, let me try a podcast and see what happens. And I talked to Sean. I'm like, would I be able to advertise my show on your po- on your site? He goes, yes, you can. So I was like, okay. And on his website, I posted the very first episode of, you guessed it, this show. It was a 15-minute rambling session, but once I finally got the hang of it, it turned into a half hour, and I posted it every week on his site. It was more than happy to, but unfortunately, he had due to, um, this was back when domains were pretty expensive to buy, he couldn't keep up with the purchase of the domain, and at the time, I didn't have the money for it myself, so otherwise I would have offered he had to shut down WrestlingNewsArena.com, which, you know, these things do happen. After all, in the wrestling business, wrestling sites go just as much as, you know, a different pair of socks every day. But it was because of that site that I was able to get Square Circle Cafe out there. In fact, Sean himself had posted on the site, uh, posted, I'd come on this show a couple times in the past before. And it was funny because through that we started talking to each other and we started and we became friends. And as you become friends, you pretty much do what every other friend does. You start following each other on social media. Follow each other on Twitter, follow each other on Facebook, follow each other on Tumblr. This is back when Wrestling News Arena actually had a Tumblr. Um, Instagram, when that started, so and recently Snapchat. So We've communicated back and forth with each other, and he started helping out WrestlingNewsSource.com, the very big website out of England run by Ben's, um, which is one of the top wrestling sources in the country, as well as around the world. And um, he started helping them out, and then he also started leaning towards helping out those in the LGBTQ community um, by posting news reports having to do with marriage equality, pride. And, in fact, um, well, he lives in the Florida area, but he was one of the first friends I contacted to make sure he was okay during the unfortunate tragedy of the Orlando Pulse shootings um, to make sure that he was okay, which he was, thankfully, him and my other friends as well. But Sean was more than just a wrestling reporter or entertainment reporter. He was a really great person. He had... A wonderful heart. He was very friendly, very open. He always went on cruises, and he loved just about just about anything, especially his little dog Max. Well, unfortunately, in October of 2016, he had revealed that he had had stage three inoperable lung cancer. Well, like. In wrestling, when you have an obstacle and you have a challenge, you fight through it and you never give up. And that's basically with Sean. Up until he fought every day, went in for treatments, he did his chemo, took his medicine, and with all that time, he still kept on reporting for wrestling, reporting for entertainment news. I mean, in fact, 
his last post, I believe, had to do with um, entertainment. His last post was um, sharing pride for Pride Month because he was definitely um, a proud member of the community and showed his pride whenever he could. And at the same time, he also wanted to bring people's attention to lung cancer because it is a terrible disease that takes thousands of lives yearly and unfortunately... It did take his. Sean passed away this past Monday, but he asked that tears not be shed, that instead after the tears, you feel your hearts with laughter. And it just kind of reminds me of what Warrior said. Um, You know, Every man's heart one day beats his final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath. And if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others and makes him bleed deeper, that's something larger than life. Then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized by the storytellers, by the loyalty, by the memory of those who honor him, and by making him, by making the money the man did live forever. And that's exactly what's going to happen because Sean will live through the hearts of everyone he touched his family, his friends, this podcast. And he will definitely be missed. But I know right now he's got a ringside seat in heaven with the ultimate WrestleMania that's up there. So, Sean, I said it before, and I'll keep saying it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for giving me a chance. Thank you for taking a chance. But most of all, thank you for being my friend. I will never forget you. I will always remember you. And most of all, you will always be my friend. Thank you. This show is for you. Now, before I completely fall apart, <laughs> let me bring on my co-host right now, who I know is anxiously awaiting, live from the 508. Here's Beth, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey. Not not to diminish the solemnity of the moment that we just had, but on a happier note, those of you that follow yep. us on Facebook did see the post earlier. I would like to also tonight on the show wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Raymond Leffen. Those of you who follow WWE and the Indies may know him better as either Adam Rose or Aldo Rose. Today he's <laughs> celebrating 38 years of life. Yep, so let's raise a glass to him and celebrate his birthday. Um can you okay? Can you name a couple of stars that we know were his rosebuds on a couple of occasions? Uh, well, gee, let's see. One of the first one that comes to mind, simply because every rosebud picture that you see that he's in 
He sticks out like, like a sore thumb, and the facial expression is one that we are definitely now not accustomed to seeing on his face. One would definitely be, Run! <laughs> How about locally? Um, locally, well, gee, I believe <laughs> one half of the new XWA Tag Team Champions was a rosebud at the Royal Rumble in 2015, which I believe was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes. One Mr. All Good Anthony Green. Yep. <laughs> also, I believe, um, let's see. I want to say Ted Good was a rosebud from Top Rope Promotions. I'm not sure about that. I know he was a security guard at one point for a segment. Yep. But, yeah, it was pretty easy to see um, how a lot of our friends got a chance to be a Rosebud. Oh, and congratulations to all good Anthony Green. He and Ace Romero became the XWA Tag Team Champions this week. Uh, What's the name of their tag team? Take Me Home Tonight? Is that what it is? Yes, Take Me Home Tonight. All right, XWA's... Resolution was this past Sunday, live from Brown University. It had many stars, including Rey Mysterio, Kevin Nash, Matt Stryker, um, Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. John Morrison. And for what I was told, it was actually a pretty fun time. Um, did you get a chance to check it out or no? I was not there. I actually worked until... Oh, around about 3 p.m., so the the show was actually kicking off as I was getting up, or rather, as I was getting out, getting out of work. So, yeah, unfortunately, no. All right, well, quick rundown of the cards. Um, In the pre-show matchup, we had Buff Inc. defeat the Alpha Squad and Tough Guy Incorporated. Um. Opening contest, we had a six-person ladder match. Vinny Marcellia defeated Donovan Dijak, Kyle the Beast, Michael Lando, um, MJF, Flip Gordon, and Tessa Blanchard to become the new XWA Firebrand champion. The Crusade for Change defeated the Amazing Amazing Graces and the Fraternity to become the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championship. Mike Verna defeated Richard Holiday. The tag team we were just speaking of, Take Me Home Tonight, defeated the new Gore Order and LAX to become the new XWA Tag Team Champions. Keith Lee defeated Jeff Cobb. JT Dunn defeated John Morrison. Jason Blade defeated Kenny Dykstra of the squad. Anthony Henry defeated David Starr and Paul London to retain his XWA Championship. Wrecking Ball, Ligurski defeated 19 of the competitors in Over the Top Rope Battle Royal. And in our main event, Ricochet defeated Ray Mysterio Jr. So, sound like quite the line up there. And yeah. there's some clips you could go see on the Facebook, on um, XWA's Facebook. But well, one clip that kind of sticks out to me was Vinny Marcellia's entrance. <laughs> it's pretty. It shows 
several famous Hollywood serial killers that we know and love, such as Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees, and my personal favorite, Freddy Krueger, chasing this one poor unfortunate girl. But thankfully, uh, I guess you want to call it she was saved by the horror king himself, Vinny Marcellia. So, <laughs> so if you get a chance to check it out, it's a pretty interesting clip. And I'm sure a resolution will be out on DVD soon, so I can't wait to get it and check it out. So, All right. What about the breaking news of what happened yesterday with Shane McMahon? Whoa. What did you think? What did you think? Okay, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Shane McMahon was involved in a helicopter crash yesterday um, off, off, um, off the Atlantic coast, but thankfully his pilot was able to get them to safety. He had he may have landed in the ocean, but he landed safely. Shane and his passengers were able to survive. They were visiting family. But Shane tweeted today that he's doing all right, but still, that was pretty scary right there. I mean... What I mean, when you read that, what were you thinking? Because I was like, oh, crap. Okay, I didn't read it first. I actually got sent a message, and it was, oh, my God, Shane McMahon was in a helicopter crash. It's like, oh, my God, is he okay? He's fine, he's fine, he's fine. Because first, first I read it, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Well, I read that text message, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Then I actually get online, and I read it, and no offense, I'm sorry, it wasn't a crash. It was an emergency landing. Oh. Which is it was, lucky a, it was an emergency landing, and, and I, no offense, I feel that the IWC was making a much bigger deal over it than it was because, you know, things happen. <laughs> um, aircraft have to make emergency landings all day. If it was Joe Schmo. If it was Joe Schmo from freaking Main Street in freaking Bill Ricca, nobody would say a thing. But because it was Shane McMahon, suddenly it's newsworthy. Well, let's just be grateful that he's actually okay and alive. Because, woof. <laughs> I just it's feel just the crazy. overall response to it, no offense. I, sh- I feel that, that my description of the overall response to it it is a play by Shakespeare. I feel it was much ado about nothing. Well, like I said, even though there's much ado about nothing, it's still a scary situation. So let's just be grateful that he's okay and that he's alive. All right. Well, in about 10 minutes, we will be joined Mr. Insane Dick Lane. Now, for those of you who may not, for those of you who may, um, may or may not know, he's one of the first metahumans we're going to have on the show. Um, <laughs> a metahuman supervillain, as he likes to describe himself. Uh, Beth, why don't you inform everyone about who exactly Dick Lane is? Um, well, let's see. Dick Lane is a part of the faction here in the Northeast known as the Turtles in Time. Also notable members of that are Steve the Turtle Weiner, Delilah Hayden. Um, I believe at one point the product David Starr was part of the Turtles in Time as well. Very um, nice. 
He is currently wreaking havoc in RWA, accompanied by Tom Billington. Tom Billington has been a bit of a uh, thorn in the side of many in RWA's, uh, many of the people in RWA's sides right late over the past few years. Um, they actually have a very interesting match, which we will be talking to Dick about a little bit more when he gets on the show. But it is actually Dick and Tom versus their former ally and Tom's sister, Isana, and her tag team partner for the night, the freak show, Sean Leader. <laughs> I believe we had Sean Leader on the show in the past, as well as, I know we've had Steve Weiner on, so, so real quick, like, who you got your money on in this matchup? <clears throat> okay, honestly, as much as, as much as I do enjoy Dick Lane, honestly, I'm really hoping that Isana and Leader can pull out the win, because I feel somebody needs to try to put a stop to Tom Billington. Aha. Uh-huh. Don't let don't let Lane hear you say that. <laughs> Although he may have already. Um <laughs> All right, well he'll be joining us in about ten minutes. So let's get those it in about yeah, about nine minutes now. But let's touch back to yes, what happened this past Go ahead. If you are in the Rhode Island area or Massachusetts or Connecticut, because, hey, it's worth it to come out. Saturday night, we have RWA Legacy 10 at the Thayer Arena at the Front Rink located in Warwick, Rhode Island. Tickets are still available. You can purchase them by going to squareup.com slash store slash RWA. At this point, all tickets will be will call. They have actually put a post up that if you purchase tickets in the past couple of days, rather than them being mailed to you, your name will be put on a special guest list. They do also still, I believe, let me just double check and see if they still have them. They do also have a VIP option available for tickets. The VIP option is only $15. Regular admission is only $10. But with the VIP option, you not only get early admittance into the arena, you also get a guaranteed front row seat, and you get an event poster that I believe may be signed by the members of the roster competing Saturday night. Um, Yes, actually, from what I'm seeing here, VIP is still available. VIP is $15. Adult general admission is $10, and child general admission, which includes anyone under the age of 16, is only $5. Definitely a great way to go out there and support independent wrestling, particularly with one of the, in my personal opinion, one of my favorite um, independent companies here in the New England area. Not to mention they've got a hell of a card plan. Well, I'm getting there, woman. <laughs> Hold on. Calm yourself. 
Hey. There's only so much I can. There's only so much I can do here, you know. But the, the phone only works so fast. All right. Let's see. We have. We have announced for Legacy Ten. We have Frank the Crank versus Kellen Wyatt Thomas. As I said, we have. The team of Sean Leader and Isana, the Suplex Street, Tom Billington, and the Metahuman Supervillain, the Insane Dick Lane. We have an RWA Tag Team Championship match where the current RWA Tag Team Champions, the Heavy Hitters, will meet Hot Rod Stephen Broad and the Right Stuff Stephen Lust, the Middle Sex Express. We have the agency reuniting for one night only. We have T Phoenix with Billy Ware and Jason Devine as they go to war against Jimmy Hansen, Vinnie Abruzzi, and Chris Sterling. We have the um we have King Leon the Sixth, who is to be completely honest, a bit of a royal pain in the butt. But Tell he is someone new in the you. area. <laughs> he is, um, he actually has his gauntlet match coming. His gauntlet match is featuring, we have Deanna on fire. We have Thor Davidson. Is he star? Little Daddy Bravo. AJ Phoenix, and I'm not, I can't, I'm not recognizing who the other picture is, but they are all competing in a gauntlet match, and the winner will become King Leon VI, personal knight for his kingdom, the kingdom of Behedia. We have the main state posse taking on Team Makatak which is Monster Mac and Trainee Number One. We also have a fatal four-way battle for the prestigious RWA Triple Crown Championship featuring Mike Montero, Nick Marchand, David Baker, and Jumpin'. No, I'm sorry. I don't know why I want to call him Jumpin'. Probably because for some reason with his first name, I associate Jumpin' because of the Whoopi Goldberg movie. But he is not Jumpin' Jack Connor. He is Jamming Jack Connor. Again, this is all going down Saturday night, 7 p.m. at the Sayer Arena, the Fort Rink in Warwick, Rhode Island. Sounds like you got quite the car here. As I'm watching, looks like Ijo de Dos Caras being kidnapped by LAX. Yeah, I just realized that my TV was still on shop, and I'm looking and I'm going, wait a second, and I'm like, ah, I, I, I need me some, I need me some impact right now. All right, LA, yep, LAX right now, and there's our two friends right there, Santana and Ortiz. Yep. 
course, we know them by other names too. <laughs> they are actually, they are actually currently they are actually for real currently at the Yankees game throwing out the first pitch this evening. Yeah, I saw the picture that they tweeted. Good for them. I know they must be loving it. A couple of native New Yorkers. That's got to be. Uh, that's got to be a, pr- a pretty big thrill for them. Most definitely is. So I can't wait to see more pictures about it and hear more about their experience because I know it's definitely something worth while. All right, before we bring on our guest, before he calls in, I think it's time for a quick station identification. Hey, this is the Mind Eraser, Mike Grassa, and you're listening to the Square Circle Cafe. <laughs> All right, let's touch base real quick. What happened this past Monday night at Raw? A certain secret was revealed. Kurt Angle had been agonizing for weeks, getting mystery text messages. Corey Graves was getting them as well. Finally, last week, Kurt Angle said he was planning to come clean to the WWE audience and let them know exactly what was going on. Turns out Kurt Angle had a bit of a tryst in his college years, and he wound up getting a girl pregnant, but he never knew about it because it was a closed adoption. So it wasn't until years later that the son contacted him with the hopes of dreams of being a WWE superstar. And turns out we've been staring at him for all this time. His son his son is in the WWE right now, currently WWE superstar and one half of American Alpha, Jason Jordan. All right. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Well, at least I got your timer. You were a bit lost as, as to what you were going to say. It's kind of because of the fact that I guess it was a part of me that kind of thought it'd be something bigger. I mean, I know rumor has been running around that maybe it was going to be Dixie Carter and that he was having an affair with her because they were, and plus she had dropped the hint that she could have been there because they were in her hometown. So I guess that was just a part of me that was just kind of like, his secret is that he's got an illegitimate son. Like, okay, whatever. Lots of people, that happens to lots of people all the time. I, I mean, I guess as far as scandals goes, this isn't as bad as it could have been, but at the same time, I was like, well, I guess I'm more disappointed too in the fact that American Alpha split up. Certainly, I mean, I'll explain though why over the past few weeks, um, Chad Gable has not been wearing American Alpha gear on SmackDown Live. Mm hmm. Well, the last time we saw them together was when Chad Gable was going to challenge Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Uh, for the United States Championship, because we saw Jason Jordan egging him on to go further, to go get him. That was technically the last time we saw them together. But as far as tag team-wise goes, yeah, they have been gone for quite some time. So, you know, I guess, all right, we're going to have to time out on this. Beth, you ready? I'm ready. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show. We would like to Go welcome ahead. to the show from Dr. Cobblepot's laboratory, 
we met a human supervillain himself, Insane Dick Lane. <laughs> yes, it is I, ladies and gentlemen, the meta-human supervillain. I have infiltrated this show, and I am now, as we speak, infiltrating each of your minds with my telekinesis. Oh, my. I've seen your telekinesis in action in the ring. I really don't want to do a flip or anything like your opponent did Saturday night at RICW. Yeah, I mean, I'm a very powerful supervillain. I do not think that you want to get on my bad side. Certainly not. So, we know nope, part, I know that part of your mystique is that you have your suit that gives you powers. Were you interested in wrestling and were you trained to be a wrestler before you acquired the suit, Mr. Lane? Yes, I was attending classes at the chop shop every week, but I could not excel. I could not reach that next level, and that's why I had to get the services of Dr. Cobblepot to create my metahuman super armor that I wear in the ring. Now, I've noticed recently over the past year that the suit has undergone some changes, one of which includes the color of it has even changed. Does the new color provide you with any extra powers that the red did not? Yes. The gray suit is the fourth version of the power armor that has been meddled with, with my, by my good friend, the Terra Tom Billington. And the gray suit allows me to access the power of the interdimensional championship to travel from universe to universe, as you have seen in my exploits. Yes, I have seen those videos posted on RWA. Speaking of yes. RWA, are you look are you looking forward to facing your former ally, Isana, Saturday evening as she teams with Sean Leader against you and the terror Tom Billington? Yes, you know, the interesting thing about this whole situation is that Isana speaks as if we betrayed her when we dropped her on the back of her head a few months ago. But that was her fault. She turned her back on us by aligning herself with that fool, T. Phoenix, and abandoning us. My goodness. Wow. I'm certainly glad I'm not on your bad side like she seems to be. No, and that fool, Sean Leader, he disappeared for years, abandoned my good friend and compatriot, Tom Billington, and left him in the dust. And I was there to have his side. And now he comes back and is causing all types of problems for us, showing up every time that we step into the ring at RWA. So now, how long, with, with all of your training at the chop shop, how long have you been working in the business? How long have I been wrestling? Yes, sir. Uh, about three years, but I have been doing some time travel during that period 
So it's kind of, I'm kind of unsure at this point. It could be a hundred years at this point, but I've been on your timeline for about three years. Now, do you just wrestle in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, or do you wrestle other places as well? Um, I have made some appearances in New Hampshire at WAW. I have had a few shows down in Connecticut, but yes, mostly Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Now, do do you find that in some of the other places that you go, do you find that your alliance with the group The Turtles in Time, is that an advantage for you, or does that hinder you in any way? You see, I was very unsure. See, obviously I was very unsure of being aligned with Steve the Turtle, but Steve has been a great friend, and he's provided me with a lot of opportunities, and our friendship and our tag team has allowed me to reach levels that I wouldn't have reached previously. So even though he is a blithering idiot and he's a complete fool, I have to give him credit. He's a great tag team partner. And what of your other compatriot in The Turtles in Time, Delilah Hayden? The meta-human supervillain chooses to not speak about that topic at this time. That is a little personal. I'm very sorry. I did not mean to offend you, sir. It's quite all right. But my relationship with the alley cat is between me and her and not with you and all these fools listening to the show right now. Sorry, do you have any questions? No, I was just saying that just sounded pretty juicy, but I'm not going to get into details because of it. <laughs> Do you have anything that you'd like to add, like to ask Mr. Lane this evening? Well, yes. he did mention that he liked to time travel a lot, and he does time. Now, do you sometimes time travel back to previous wrestling events to study tape and stuff? Yes, I have gone back and watched a few Bruno San Martino matches, a few early Ric Flair matches, but most of the time I spend, you know, advancing my own villainous scheme by altering, attempting to alter the timeline. What was the, what was the first time you realized you had this ability, and what was the event you tried to alter? Well, it all started years ago when Tom Billington stole and hacked into the technology created by Dr. Artemis Cobblepot. And he found that by manipulating frequencies within my super suit circuitry, that we could travel from dimension to dimension and from time to time. And ever since then, it's been a crazy adventure, hasn't it? <laughs> so how does Dr. Cobblepot feel about this? That fool is no concern to me. He has been banished to another dimension, and I do not care. If he ever shows his face in the RWA again, we will silence him and permanently destroy him as he deserves. He abandoned me. He abandoned you? How did he abandon you? He has spent the past two years living in this other dimension, wrestling in other promotions, he hasn't 
even attempted to get home to me. He did not show a single bit of sympathy to me. He didn't care about coming back home to me, his friend Dick Lane. Instead, he stayed there in that other dimension and didn't come back until he decided that he wanted to fight me and Tom Billington. He abandoned me in the same way that Sean Leader abandoned Tom. All right, I see. So with that being said, where, what dimension have you visited the most and why? Uh, well, most of the time I like your plebeian dimension that we exist in right now. But my favorite dimension right now, I'd have to say, is number 7251B, home of what you would call the AWR. There's many AWR. I've heard of the AWR. I have unfortunately been unable to attend one of their shows, but why don't you tell us a bit more about that dimension? (laughs) It is completely absurd. Every single wrestler that you know from the RWA, they exist there, but completely different. Chris Cruz is a surfer. Izzy Starr is a homeless bum. King Leon is Stone Cold, etc., etc. Oh my! You have to see it to believe it. So I can't even describe it a, to you. It's a bizarre world of what you're in now. Exactly. So, have you met Bizarro? You? No, for some reason, I do not exist in any of these other dimensions. I seem to be a singularity that the universe revolves around for some reason. But I mean, I think I'm pretty cool. That... Oh, I believe that you are cool, but how do you know that your other self isn't traveling at the same time you are and you just have yet to meet them? Oh, my God. I never, I never thought of that. I will work on this. I will find information about where these other dick lanes are, and I will get back to you. All right, definitely keep us posted with that, because like I said, I mean, if you're in another dimension, that means your other dimension, your other self would have to probably travel to another one to keep the balance. I guess. I mean, I am still figuring it out. Tom is the real expert, but... I just kind of just follow him on these adventures, to be honest with you. All right, definitely. Can't wait to see. And let me know. Keep that. Ask Tom about that and see what he says. But aren't you ever afraid that Tom may use the technology to turn on you? Me? I am his loyal compatriot. I have helped him in each of his goals to destroy and take over the RWA and T-Phoenix. And I have stuck by his side, unlike that fool Sean Leader and that betrayer Aisana. All right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Just keep an eye out and see what happens. I know what you're trying to do. 
You're not going to put a wedge between me and my good friend Tom like that. I didn't say. I was just suggest. I was just, you know, letting you know that could possibly happen. <laughs> All right, Beth. We have more Quentin questions and, 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 and insulting our guests. How is this a nice thing to do? What? Hey, we have the hard-hitting questions here. <laughs> I told her she was playing devil's advocate and insulting you. I worked very hard speaking with you and everything to get you to, to get you to come on the show and to allow you this platform to let people know about you and let you know your let them know your message and let them know your thoughts on your opponents for your upcoming match Saturday and your ambitions for your career and. She asks you questions that offend you. Listen, I have one thing on my mind and one thing only, and that is going to Legacy and destroying those two fools and watching them pay. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean... So where is legacy for those who want to attend and learn the message that is insane Dick Lane? Legacy takes place this Saturday, only two days away, and it takes place at the Thayer Arena. And I believe Warwick. I don't I I have trouble remembering these details because I use interdimensional travel and not conventional plebeian transportation. All right, Beth. Now, are there any other matches on the card that you wish you were participating in instead of competing against Sean Leader and Isana? Like perhaps the chance to be King Leon's knight? There is a pretty interesting gauntlet-style match being held by King Leon, and he is going to crown and look for somebody to become his first knight in his kingdom. So that will be interesting. I mean, I, to be, I only have one thing on my mind, as I said, and that is destroying those two fools. But that seems like it's going to be a pretty entertaining situation. Also, of course, I, I mean, I should be in the main event with Mike Montero and Nick Marchand and Baker and Connor. But I was left out. I have no problem competing twice in one night. Hmm. Why don't you? Maybe I will. You have the ability to manipulate time. You can go back in time before you match up where you are healthier so that way you can participate in that matchup. Yes. If I, I mean, it is an expensive process traveling through time like this. It, it costs expensive plutonium and uranium fuel cells. So it, it's not, I can't just go through time all willy-nilly every time that I burn my toast in the toaster. <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's I'll give a you a very good example. But if you could have 
travel back in time to one major wrestling event, that one that you have yet to see, what what event would that be and why? I believe I would go to my favorite WrestleMania, also known as Yeslemania, where my my boy D D Bryan finally won the World Heavyweight Championship from Blue Tista and Randy Orton. Oh yes, that was a wonderful WrestleMania moment. <laughs> Completely agree with that. All right, Beth? Definitely shows a lot about the universal appeal of Daniel Bryan that even a meta-human supervillain is his fan. I do. I do love me some some D. Bryan. I certainly so, never would have guessed that of you. So after you get done defeating your opponents this Saturday, what are some of your future goals? Uh, my future goals is probably to make sure that the RWA's ownership lands firmly in the hands of my good friend Tom Billington, that T. Phoenix is destroyed, that his offspring is destroyed, and that I am crowned ruler of the earth and universe. That's just short-term for now. Ah, those are the short-term goals. I hate to see what the long-term goals are. (laughs) Long-term is to control all of space and time and universes throughout all of the multiverse. But that's that's a long-term goal. Oh, my. Right Right now, I will start with legacy. Very nice indeed. All right. For those who want to learn more about your message and to get more information about the Turtles in Time, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm uh, mostly a Facebook guy. I hop on Twitter once in a while, but I believe I am backslash insane D-Lane on both of those platforms and also on Instagram. I was not aware you had an Instagram. I will have to follow that. Yes, it's beautiful. I have many pictures of my cat. I take pictures of meals that I cook, etc. No, just kidding. I'm not a plebeian fool like you. (laughs) That's cool. All right, Beth, do you have any more for Mr. Lane? Um, I'd, I'd say I think I've, I think I've covered everything that I was interested in covering. Uh, I do wish you luck this Saturday evening, and I am considering myself lucky that I will be there sitting front row to watch your match. Thank you very much. I will come over to you and hand my cloak to you, and perhaps after the match, I will let you wipe the sweat from my brow with it. That would Very be nice. such an honor, Dick. 
That would be an honor of the highest order. Thank you so much. And thank you very much for um, getting in touch with us and appearing on the show this evening. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. It was a great time. I hope you have me back once again. I think something tells us we probably will. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Lane. Have a great evening. Good night. And remember, I could destroy you with my mind. (laughs) I think his mind is already gone. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, (laughs) I I love insane Dick Lane. I am definitely a fan. And you you get the chance to wipe his brow after the matchup. So, in other words, and hold his cloak. Yep. So, in other words, you get to wipe down a wet dick. (laughs) <laughs> I can hear Jeremy right now if he's listening. <laughs> exactly. And tell me you did not just say that. And on that note, we need another quick station identification. This is Father Evil. And it would be a sin not to listen to the Squared Circle Cafe. And I will be praying for you as you listen. Et orare provobis in tenebris, di nomine Patret, Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <laughs> hey, you've got your creature friends, and I've got mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's definitely something you definitely have to promise us to have pictures of this because this is definitely something I want to see. And I hope you get a chance to either Snapchat this or live book live Facebook this because I've got to see this guy in action. I've been yet to see him live in action um, due to the fact that every time he seems to be wrestling, I don't have the money or I have to work. So I can't wait to check him out. And he's definitely quite a character there. So thank you for bringing him on, but this means that eventually we're going to have to bring on Tom Billington to find out why he helped Dick Lane against Dr. Cobblebutt, or however he wants to put it. (laughs) So hopefully we get a chance to have that opportunity. That is another podcast for another time. I, I will have to work my magic and see if I can make that happen. Yeah, exactly. All right. So getting back to what we were discussing before we came before he came on the show. The Kurt Angle revealed that Jason Jordan was an illegitimate son. Um so this mean, this pretty much means that American Alpha split. Jason Jordan is now on Raw and Chad Gable's now on SmackDown. But do you think this will affect Kurt Angle's general manager position? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I'm not sure either because, I mean, you could state state the case of nepotism, you know, with Jason Jordan 
now having his father his as the manager of Raw. Yeah. I mean, all he has to do is ask, and who knows, Kirk can give it to him like that, which could put him in a bit of um, hot water with the upper management, particularly Stephanie, if he favors that way. However, Stephanie was kind of one to kind of favor her favorites too, so I don't see how that could get him into trouble. And in this day and age, pretty much a lot of people are having kids out of wedlock, so it wasn't like, you know, it was a morality issue. Um, and it wasn't like he knew about the pregnancy, dumped the broad, and, you know, never talked to his kid until just recently. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think, like I said, for me, I felt like this announcement was a bit underwhelming. You know? I mean, when you heard the announcement, what was your first thought? Yawn. How boring. Gee. WWE uncreative. Could we get any more uncreative? Because I'm sorry. Through various promotions, the illegitimate child angle has been done to death. Well, the one thing we did get out of it was a lot of good comedy as far as on Twitter goes because all of a sudden everyone started declaring this person and that person was this person's son. I think a couple of my personal favorites was um, William Regal looking over Pete Dunne's shoulder and people were like, hmm. And then Chad Gable, he made the tweet, um, what? And Daniel Bryan was like, don't worry, son. We'll tell everyone who your real father is. Oh, did I give it away because I saying son? You know, we had uh, – <laughs> there were so many retweets and reblogs and memes and gifts of all the jokes about GMs and parenting. And let's not forget, WWE tried this once before. Who could forget Horn Swaggle McMahon? <laughs> So, they did this. It, so, WWE has tried pulling this before. So, I guess the matter, I guess there's only the question is, how is the WWE going to handle this now? So, it's just a matter of time to see what happens next. This but, you know what? I, I do have to give WWE creative props for one thing. All those years ago, with the angle and Booker T angle, they actually foreshadowed this a little bit because of Angle's infatuation with Queen Charmel. Because, as we all know, Jason Jordan is a, is a mixed young man. So, obviously, Kurt's predisposition for liking the women of color, such as Queen Charmel, started in college. A point one, a gold medal with a broken neck. You know, honestly, I thought that was going to be a big secret that he didn't break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that was going to be it. Not the affair, not Dixie. I honestly thought somebody tweeted it, and I actually thought it was a good idea that he was actually going to state that he had been lying for twenty odd years that his neck was perfectly fine. 
<laughs> and he was just doing it for sympathy. I honestly thought that was going to be the secret. Oh, how wrong was I? Um, <laughs> but, like I said, it's this coming Monday. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens next. Um, I'm sure, I mean, WWE, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and hope they don't screw this up because we know they will. And um, let's see what happens. So we get... um, so we get that, and then we get the main event was Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Number one could be determined who would face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Well, unfortunately, the match got interrupted because Braun wasn't finished with Roman yet again and decided to come in, interfere in the matchup. But not only take out Roman, he took out Samoa Joe as well. So now we have no number one contender. And Kurt Angle, this coming Monday, will make an announcement deciding what's going to happen as far as what Braun did during the matchup. Okay, we we already know. Fatal four-way. You're calling it Fatal 4-Way? I'm calling it Fatal 4-Way. And now, because yet again, you know, since he's not here, I have to do yet another one of my Jeremy impressions. Well, if it happened, you booked it. Definitely. <laughs> Don't you love the fact you know, that I know the Jeremyisms well enough that I can insert them when appropriate? Hey, who doesn't know them? We all know them. Jeremy's famous for them. I mean... Is, you know, it's something, you know, that he's famous for. And he would be saying that right about now. I mean, because let's face it, at the direction they're going, this would be the main event for SummerSlam. Well, raw main event for SummerSlam. In the hopes that this could possibly get the title off of Brock Lesnar and get it on to one of the other guys, particularly the one they're leaning towards possibly being Braun Strowman. Which, quite frankly, I would rather have Braun Strowman as a champion than Brock Lesnar because at least Braun will be on TV. Um, so, I mean, so, I'm mean, going to be curious to see what the announcement's going to be, but that's all right. You heard it here, folks. As Jeremy said, if it happens, she booked it. Best calls a fatal four way for SummerSlam. But we got another show coming up this coming Sunday. We've got Battleground airing this Sunday at on the WWE Network. Well, let's see. We've got for matches. All right, for matches we have the kickoff match: Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. Rizango is planning on closing their case at Battleground. Sammy Zayn versus Mike Kanellis, a rematch from this past Thursday night on SmackDown. A five-way elimination match to determine the number one contender, number one contender for Naomi at SummerSlam. Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Natalya versus Tamina versus Lana 
And let's not forget, Charlotte is waiting in the wings. I mean, um, Carmella is waiting in the wings with her Money in the Bank briefcase. United States Championship will be on the line as this matchup has been has been rescheduled as AJ Styles defending the United States Championship against Kevin Owens, the former champion. Shinsuke Nakamura faces Baron Corbin. SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line as the Usos defend against the New Day. John Cena versus Rusev in a flag match. And in a Punjabi prison match. Jinder Mahal defends the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against the Viper, Randy Orton. All right. It's prediction time, so here we go. Let's start with the kickoff match. Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. Um, We heard Aiden practicing his vocals this past Thursday night. Ty Dillinger is kind of feeling he's a bit of a phony. Um, so it's the Drama King versus the Perfect Ten. Who you got in this one? Ten. Yep, and I'm going to double that to 20 because I'm also going with Ty Dillinger. (laughs) All right, after weeks of investigations through Miami Vice, through the X-Files, through Film Noir, through even a brief mention of Seven. This past Thursday, Rizango got a package in the mail with the severed head of Fandango's pet horse, Tully, with a one note that said Battleground. So whoever's been tormenting Rizango will be making an appearance this Sunday. Now, it could be one of two things. It could be a tag team coming up from NXT or a random tag team showing up out of nowhere or a brand new tag team that nobody knows about. What do you think is going to happen? I'm not completely sure. I'm not sure either because, honestly, I've not heard anything about anybody coming up from NXT or... Um, any new tag teams debuting or signing? I mean, unfortunately, DIY can't debut because, uh, well, DIY's broken up. Had they been together, those probably would have been my number one contenders for who was tormenting um, Brizango. Um... So I'm a bit stumped on this one to see who could it be that has been tormenting Brizango. But I gotta say though, last I got to say that this past Thursday, this past Tuesday's um, Fashion Files, I think was the funniest one to date. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, who didn't? I mean, when he started saying, "What's in the box?" Who wasn't thinking of the scene in the movie Seven? So I unfortunately had to work until nine on Tuesday, and when I came home, the nine-year-old was playing video games and wouldn't let Auntie watch wrestling. 
All right, well, if you get a chance to, the clip is on YouTube. In fact, I can post it on your Facebook after the show, so but you got to see it for yourself. It was hilarious. All right, Sami Zayn versus Mike Kanellis. Sami Zayn is going to have issues. I think my boy is going to go for the two-peat. Sami Zayn? Sami's going to win. Oh, Mike, you mean Mike Canales. Mike, Mike Canales. I'm so used to. Yes. I forget that he took his wife's last name. Mr. Canellis. So, so you feel you feel that Sammy will have will feel once again the power of love. Hmm? Damn right. <laughs> okay. But um Yep, Sammy has been unfortunately interrupting Mike and Maria's proclamation of the power of love to the point where they pretty much got sick of it, demanded an apology from him. He tried, he always said he had apologized, and pretty much he felt their power of love with a vase over the head. Well, this past Thursday night, with a teeny bit of help from his lovely wife, Mike Canellis got the victory over Sammy Zayn, which is leading to this rematch coming up at Battleground. And I got to go with Beth on this one that, yeah, Sammy is once again going to feel the power of love. And Mike Kanellis will get the victory over Mr. Zane. All right. We have the fatal five-way elimination matchup. Naomi needs an opponent. For SummerSlam to defend her women's championship, unless Carmella cashes in her briefcase between now and then. So let's just call this the number one contender for the women's championship. We have Tamina, Natalia, Charlotte Flair, Lana, and Becky Lynch. All of which, four of them participating in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Lana has had three attempts against Naomi to become the women's champion, failing all three times. So, for me, um, as much as I would love to see the queen get the victory, I do not want to see Tamina stepping once again into that bodyguard role. I actually want to see Tamina versus Naomi. So, my money's on the, my money is on the one and only Tamina. Beth? The queen. You're going with the queen? I'm going with the queen. All right. Bow down to the queen, Charlotte Flair. Woo! Because remember, we don't know if Naomi's going to have her title after at SummerSlam. Carmella's always waiting in the wings there, as she promised this Tuesday, no matter wherever Naomi goes. She's following close behind with that Money in the Bank briefcase. So, But basically, whoever wins this matchup is going to face whoever's the champion at SummerSlam, whether that be Naomi or whether that be Carmella. All right, we have the United States Championship on the line. Last week, surprisingly, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens had a matchup at Madison Square Garden in which AJ defeated Kevin Owens to become the new United States champion. Kevin Owens, in protest, blacked out his entire Twitter page. 
saying that AJ was unworthy of holding the championship. AJ tried an open challenge match, which is going to lead to one of our other matches that comes up later on in the program. But Kevin Owens re-invoked his rematch clause. The match was first canceled. Now it's been now it's been re- now it's back on the card. Only this time, strike that, reverse it. AJ Styles is going to be defending the title against Kevin Owens. So the phenomenal one, or the new face of America, Beth. The phenomenal one. You feel that AJ is going to retain? AJ Styles, yes. Uh, I want to go with. I surprisingly do want to go with AJ Styles, but recently I just saw a commercial for WWE SmackDown, which is coming to Providence, and they advertise a six-man tag team match for our main event, which is going to be Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Randy Orton. Versus Kevin Owens, no, AJ Styles, sorry. Versus Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Baron Corbin. Adult Ziggler, sorry. And in the graphic on the TV screen, AJ Styles, I mean, AJ Styles did not have the belt Kevin Owens did. This isn't the first time this has happened. But as much as I think AJ Styles is going to retain, I have a feeling Kevin Owens is going to win. But my money is on AJ Styles. But like I said, this isn't the first time Providence Commercials has given it away. So, all right, Shinsuke Nakamura versus and Baron what about Corbin. the last show where you thought the commercials were giving it away, and the commercials just uh, the commercials just uh, hadn't taken into consideration recent events. Yeah, that's the, one, that's the one thing that was throwing me off about it. Cause it was like, I mean, I'm looking at the graphic, and I saw it, and I was just like, hmm. Because the commercial came out literally like three days after AJ won the belt. So, I don't know. So, I'm going with the idea that it's not updated because, like I said, I want AJ Styles to win. All right. Baron Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura have had odds with each other since Money in the Bank. Baron Corbin has ambushed him more than once, and Nakamura is really getting sick of it. Nakamura says Baron Corbin is afraid of him. Baron Corbin says he's not. He's the Money in the Bank winner. How can he be afraid of him? Which leads to this matchup we're going to be having at Battleground. All right, Beth, the Lone Wolf or the King of Strong Style? Honestly, this is a hard one for me because I want I want I want Nakamura to win it, but with the way he's been getting booked lately, I honestly think that it's I honestly think it's going to be Corbin. You know, as much as I'm going to be drinking a whole lot of vinegar on this one, I have to agree with you. Money, I mean, he's the Money in the Bank winner, and how's it going to look if your Money in the Bank winner um, loses, especially a big match like this? I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura is no Jobber. I mean, he's. I mean, he really is awesome in the ring, and that can and that Kinshasa. Oof, you know, that's no joke right there. But you're right with the way Baron's being pushed and booked. I have a feeling you're right. Baron Corbin is going to take the victory and swig of vinegar. That's who I'm going with. 
right. The Tag Team Championships is on the line as the Usos defend against New Day. All right. It's a two-part question. Which two members of New Day will be wrestling and who's going to win? For me, I think it's going to be Kofi and B. Usos, B.O., let's see. I think this is I think this is it. I think this is Uso's time up. I'm going with New Day. Beth? You're just going with them because you're missing Big E gyrate his genital area as he talked as they talk about being the W W E World Tag Team Champions. Oh, please. If I wanted to do that, I'd look that up on YouTube. <laughs> you missed the swivel of the hips. Now I'm not going to lie about considering that. Considering it's been quite some time since we've seen Big E in the ring, I'm going with the, I'm going with the fact that I think it's still going to be Cody and Xavier, or Kofi and Xavier. Why the hell did I say Cody? I don't know. Kofi, Cody, they kind of sound like, eh, whatever. But, um... I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm afraid that day one still may be H. All right. We have the flag match. John Cena has the United States flag ready to go while Rusev is waving the flag of his home country of Bulgaria. So the flags will be set above the turnbuckles on opposite sides of the ring, and the first superstar to retrieve that country's flag will be the winner. The flag will go up on the ceiling. Rusev has said number again that John Cena is a phony. John Cena said flat out this Tuesday he does not like Rusev. Rusev ambushed the guy. But we all know John Cena is never one to back down from a fight. Rusev has won a flag match before, but this is kind of a tough call for me, but, I mean, I don't want Rusev to lose, but at the same time, I still am patriotic. I want to see the Stars and Stripes go up, so for me, I'm going with Cena. How about you? Do you want the Star Spangled Banner played or the National Anthem of Bulgaria? I really don't want either, but, uh, yeah, as much as it absolutely physically pains me to say this. Here's the vinegar for you. I think we're not going to be able to see the winner. Ah, yes. Well, at least you'll be able to see the stars and stripes. Yes. All right, let's see. The Punjabi prison match. For those of you who may or may not either remember or have completely forgotten what it was, because let's face it, it wasn't that good of a match to begin with. The Punjabi prison match. It is... Like almost like a steel cage, hell in a cell setup. Um, 
the, the bamboo cage surrounds them with two walls. There are four walls of bamboo surrounded by a cage, and outside of that is a larger octagon-shaped bamboo structure. They're all with razor-sharp spikes. In order to win this matchup, you have to escape both cages. Inside, you have four doors that are attended by a referee. When the superstar calls for the door to be open, they have one minute to walk through and into the outer structure. They don't make it, the door gets locked. If the superstar fails to make it through all four doors, they must climb out of the inside structure. And in order to get and to climb out of the inside so they can get to the outside and climb out of that one. So, in other words, I mean, this is pretty much a no disqualification matchup. You cannot pin your opponent. You can't make them submit. You basically have to escape out of this Punjabi prison. It's been done twice in WWE history. And now we're seeing it for a third time as Randy Orton has invoked a rematch clause against WWE World Heavyweight Champion Jinder Mahal. And quite frankly, I'm, you know what? I'm finally getting used to the idea of Jinder being the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And I'm actually liking the direction his character is going. He's truly a heel. He is good on the mic. He's got the backup there. He's got quite the entrance. And you just want to hate the guy. But at the same time, I mean, he's really up to dandy in the ring. He's gotten better in the ring. I personally want to see him, you know, continue as champion at SummerSlam. So for me, hell, I'm going... I'm going with the modern-day Maharaja. I'm going with Ginger. And I never thought I'd say that, but yes, I am. Beth? Unfortunately, I'm going with Mahal as well. Oh, you just still don't like him? No, I still don't like him. I guess I'm just not liking the idea of this um, match. Because I'm reading the rules of it, and it seems pretty complicated. I mean, it's, you got to either leave out the doors within one minute, or you got to climb over, and then you got to climb over. It just seems like a bit of overkill to me. So, I mean, I guess before it looked clumsy because Great Kali was trying, and as big as he was, it didn't work out. I'm hoping with these two guys, they're able to, you know, you know, able to climb up there. I mean, Randy did it this past Tuesday. I'm pretty sure Ginger will be able to do it too. And let's not forget, he's got the Singh brothers there at ringside to help him out. So, All right. So we've got the May Young Classic. All the names have been announced. And it's quite the lineup there. And the one thing I'm loving about it is the fact that not only, I mean, for me, okay, you've been a huge fan of women's wrestling, right? Yes. Okay. So what was your first thought when you first heard about this May Young Classic? It's about time they did a tournament like that for women. 
All right. So, and then when you finally started hearing rumblings that this was actually going to start happening, like, I mean, what were, you, what were some of your first thoughts? Oh, my God. Who are they going to I mean, we definitely got quite the lineup here. Let's see if I can cough it up here. All right, our parade of champions. They are from different parts of the world. Let's see. Zeta, Miranda Salinas, Ray Ripley, Aisha Raymond, Kaylee Ray, Piper Niven, Renee Michelle, Sarah Logan, Jali, Abby Lace, Dakota Kay, Rainier Gonzalez, Santana. Some names also are pretty familiar, too. Santana Garrett, Jazzy Gabbert, Rachel Evers, Lacey Evans, Kavita Devai, Tanara Conti, Vanessa Bourne, Serena Deeb, Tessa Blanchard, Bianca Belair, Princesa Suhid, Sage Beckett, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Tony Storm, Nicole Savoy, Mercedes Martinez, Carrie Sane, Marty Bell, and Shayna Basler. Now that's quite the lineup there. What are some of the names that are sticking out to you? Tessa, Maya Yim, Santana Garrett. It's just, it's going to be a fantastic tournament. Uh, I personally, I don't know about you, but I personally have made it a point to avoid as many spoilers as I can. Because I actually want to see this tournament for myself. I mean, I've seen pictures. Thankfully, no one has posted pictures of, like, the winner standing next to the trophy, which I'm grateful for. But... I mean, I've seen pictures of some of the girls in action. I saw a couple with Abby Lace, which I was really happy about. But I know some of these names are familiar, and I need a little help with this. Jazzy Gabbert from Berlin, Germany. Am I correct when I say that she was known as the alpha female? I think so. Okay. I thought so. I thought she looked familiar. Um. All right, and of course, you said Tessa Blanchard. She is a third-generation wrestling star. She is the daughter of Tully Blanchard. We have, um, let's see, Rachel Evers, the daughter of Paul Ellering, current manager of the Office of Pain. We have Candice LeRae. A lot of news around this one. She's one half of the world's cutest tag team with Joey Ryan, currently married to current WWE superstar Johnny Gargano, who, of course, that's his pick in the tournament. (laughs) Mia Yim, former TNA knockout. So it was good to see her there. Marty Bell. She's representing the Dominican Republic, also a former TNA knockout. I believe that both of them were members of the Dollhouse, right? I believe so, yes. I know Maya Young was. I know uh, Mercedes Martinez, I've heard that name out of Shimmer. 
So um, definitely, I'm definitely interested. Serena Deeb, former WWE diva and former member of um, the Straight Edge Society. For those of you who may or may not know your wrestling history, she was the one that CM Punk called out from the audience and shaved her head. Lacey Evans, she worked at NXT. She's a former Marine. Santana Garrett, another name from the independent scene that was very talented young lady. Like I said, I'm just like I'm with you on this one. I am just really excited about this tournament, and I just cannot wait to see it happen. It's going to be. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's just it's just a positive feeling knowing that WWE is having this tournament with all these talented women, and it shows any young girl right now who wants to be a professional wrestler that you can do it. And what I love most about it too is that all the women are different shapes, sizes, backgrounds, what have you, and it's very empowering. So I'm really loving this. And I cannot wait to see what happens next. So the the matches, as far as I know, have been taped, and you can see it starting on August. We'll have the Bracketology following SummerSlam on August 20th. And then you can check out it, check out the network starting Monday, August 28th. The first four episodes, episodes five through eight, will be available after Monday, September 4th. And the final matchup will be from Las Vegas live Tuesday, September 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also for those of you that don't know, Tony Storm, who is one of the participants, is 21 years old from Australia slash New Zealand. She's currently signed to Japanese promotion World Wonder Ring Stardom, where she is currently the reigning SWA world champion, but she is also the current Progress Wrestling Women's Champion. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is just going to be so much fun, and I cannot wait to see what happens next. So, best of luck to everyone in the tournament. All right. And on that note... Greetings! This is Gentleman Joseph Cottonbelly, the world's sweetest man, and you're listening to Squared Circle Cafe on blogtalkradio.com. All right, SummerSlam seems to be shaping up. Um, so far, the only so far we only know about what's being planned. We don't know really any matches yet, so be a matter of time before we see that. All right, um, we have some news here. Apparently, WWE are warning superstars that possible leaks will be coming, may or may not be coming forward featuring several WWE superstars. So they're asking them to start protecting themselves. And there was even a rumor that there was a nude photo of Kevin Owens running around. Which, 
Suffice it to say, I find kind of odd. Nothing against Kevin Owens and all, but who would leak a nude photo of him? I mean, who knows? He post. Well, he thankfully he posted on his Twitter that they were. It was absolutely fake. He um on Monday he posted. Just landing in Birmingham and saw these ridiculous claims. How laughable. There are some incredibly pathetic people out there. Get a life. If you think that's actually me, you're as dumb as the morons who started this stupidity. So, not for nothing, but um, why would you want to say that there are nude photos of this guy running around? What would be the goal of that? <laughs> I mean, like I said, nothing against him. I find him to be a good-looking guy, but he's one of the few guys I don't think I'd want to see naked. You know? Yep. <laughs> All right, Beth. You've got any up-and-coming shows you've got to, um, you'll be re-announcing or interviewing yet? <clears throat> the next show I'll be, the next show I will be working is Saturday the 29th at the Moose Lodge on Rockdale Ave in New Bedford. I will be um, working for House of Bricks for Slammiversary. We actually have quite a few debuts coming that night. Which is going to be, which should be pretty exciting. We will be joined by our commissioner, John Cena Sr. We have so far that we have announced. Okay. We have so far announced we have Chris Cruz and Rocco Relacker. Will be added to the, have been added to the show. We also have come on, powerful Pat Garrett will be there. Teddy Goods, Key Phoenix, I love the way that, you know that they 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 space them out so well so that you know. You have to go through the whole damn page to find things to report on. <laughs> we have Sweet Scott Ashworth will be in action against Remy Blackheart. The Brick David Baker will be in action. As I mentioned, the Bricks Commissioner John Cena Sr. will be there. We also have Why? We also have J.B. Tickle versus Connor Tice. The Era of Violence will be going up against the Wild Hammers. The winners will become the number one contenders for the Middlesex Express's House of Bricks Tag Team Championships. We have Asana versus the debuting for House of Bricks, Selena. She is not someone I'm very familiar with, so I'm not sure. Our House of Bricks Southern New England champion, El Poncho Ayala, will be there, of course, with his manager, Kennedy Dunn. 
The House of Bricks Tag Team Champions Middlesex Express will be there. The voice of House of Bricks, Kim Weisberg, will be there interviewing. So I will be doing other things. Um, Sully Banger will be at, at Slam Masters. The Thunder from Down Under, Michael Foster. And making his House of Bricks debut, a gentleman we spoke about, I spoke about with Dick Lane a bit earlier, King Leon the Sixth. Sounds like that's quite the interesting card there. And when is this all happening again? Saturday, July 29th at the Moose Lodge Lodge 914 on Rockdale Ave in New Bedford, Massachusetts. All right, looking forward to that. And best of luck with your ring announcing, as you always kick ass like you will normally always do. Now, we've got a bit of news coming up. We've got a bit of news breaking out here. And I know you want to touch base on it a little bit because um, it does anger you a little bit, but it is to be discussed. Um, there is a, There are rumors flying around that a certain former ROH star is WWE bound. On the New Ages Insiders podcast, according to WrestlingNewsSource.com, Donovan Dijak revealed that after PWG Battle of Los Angeles, which takes place in September, he's no longer taking any bookings. However, when they did ask him if he attended Full Sail University, he said he has been there. It's a wonderful place. Now, he was offered a contract by WWE in January, but it was rescinded because of legal threats from ROH due to alleged contract tampering. However, according to WNS, he is looking to be WWE bound. Now, we did touch base on this a little bit because we did talk about how Donovan Dijak and ROH were having issues with the contract because I believe at the time we said that it was ROH who was giving the problems, but now you're saying something differently? Well, you see, I was given information. The information that I was given was by people that worked for that co- for that company, and I would rather not say who they were because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But oh no, when Dijak left, when Dijak left Ring of Honor, it wasn't at the end of his contract. There was still there was still time on his contract, and basically. He left under not good circumstances, pretty much left them in a lurch, leaving the way he did, and in my opinion, it was very unprofessional behavior. I was actually, I'm actually very surprised by this revelation that he's going there because the person that told me this said that because of the way he burned his bridges and left Ring of Honor, they would not be interested in him any longer because obviously if you're going to act like that for a lesser promotion, what's to say you won't do that to them and just up and leave? Uh, Apparently Vince's 
whatever and possibly giving him a chance. I will say I am very happy to know that I will be getting to attend one of his last independent show appearances um, when I go on Saturday, August 12th to Queens, New York to see Progress. I am hoping he will still have my size available in his Farewell East shirts that he has come out with. He will have those available starting this Friday at Limitless Wrestling in Maine. Which, by the way, this Friday is his last appearance for Limitless Wrestling, followed by Saturday, which is his final appearance for Wrestle Circus at their event, which their event will be broadcast live for free Saturday night on their Twitch account. I personally don't understand the whole Twitch thing, but hey, whatever. I'm going to see if I can find it because I've actually watched their shows, some of their shows previously, and it was actually, it was actually a Russell Circus show where I saw Joey Ryan hit a, as they called it, double dung destroyer on both of the boys. <laughs> Double dogs. <laughs> so anything that guy is doing this won't do. Oh, and by the way, by the way, by the way, speaking of Joey Ryan, I would just like to remind everybody that today, July 20th, is National Lollipop Day. Uh, and you always want to think twice before you want to take a lollipop from Mr. Joey Ryan. Think about that. <laughs> Knowing Joey Ryan, you know exactly where it's been. Yep. Well, the one thing that pisses me off about this whole DiJack situation is that once again, a star that talked about possibly being a guest on this show winds up signing to the big leagues. It's like, ah! <laughs> and like, oi, yay, yay. So just as I'm this close to landing them on the hook, boom. They get picked up. And it's like, yay! <laughs> well, fingers crossed that maybe you can at least get one more sound bite from him because I have a sound bite from him. I didn't have a chance to have it uploaded yet. But, you know, if you see him before I do, tell him I tell him wish him best of luck. And he's my daughter's favorite independent wrestler, so she's pretty happy for him, too. So do you think he'll go to NXT, or do you think he'll go to the main roster? Honestly, given the amount of time that he's been working, I honestly feel that they will probably have him go to NXT first just so that, you know, he can get acclimated to working in the WWE style. All right. Well, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty set and stone too. I mean, I would love to see him in NXT and I would love to see, it'd be kind of funny. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if we saw Dijak versus only Lorcan again? <laughs> you that remember that matchup, right? Oh, yeah. You remember that matchup? Now, was it Dijak who busted open Oni, or was it Oni who busted open Dijak? It was Dijak who busted Oni. Okay, yep. Yep. 
I mean, I, I remember the blood. I just didn't realize. I just don't remember whose blood it was. <laughs> All right, as LAX parades to the screen, there's Santana Ortiz, Diamante, Homicide, and Conan on their way to ringside to confront Alberto El Patron who reluctantly has joined LAX, but only under duress because of the threat against his father and brother by LAX. Uh, I think we should touch base on it a little bit because, I mean, it is some concern of mine because I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But what's your whole take on the whole Paige Alberto drama that's been going on lately? Yet again, the only reason it's being made such a big deal of is because of the fact that they're in the spotlight because they're both wrestlers. If it were fucking Joe Schmo down the street and Jane Doe, nobody would care. But because they're they're in the public eye, that's why it's being being so overpopulized and it's being made such a big deal of. Well, let's touch base on the fact that even if they were weren't in the spotlight, let's just touch base with the fact that the two of them, unfortunately, have gotten into some trouble in which questions of possible domestic disputes have been brought up, especially by her brother stating that Alberto is pretty much keeping a hold on Paige. Now, celebrity aside... I mean, Paige, honey, get out of the relationship. It just sounds to me like it's just, I mean, I don't know the full story, and I know it's not any of my business, but as someone who was gaslighted for a long period of time, I just want to say, you know, just from one moment to another, you're stronger than that, you're better than that, you're young, you've got a full future ahead of you. He's for some reason it just seems like this is a bad idea to begin with. So just just step away and just no, just you know find some help, listen to your family, and just get out of there. All right. So man, there's so much. Okay, getting back to WWE and Monday Night Raw. Dean Ambrose having his problems with The Miz and The Miz Tourage, and Seth Rollins offering his services to help him out, but yet Dean is not quick to want to forgive Seth Rollins for what happened. Now, with that being said, do you think it's time for Dean to man up and accept Seth Rollins' apology, or do you think Seth has to do more to prove that he has atoned for his sins? Honestly, here's the thing. I think the whole, despite their past association, I think the whole Rollins and Ambrose teaming, uh, teaming back up together and everything, 
has been a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry, but Rollins completely turned his back on them. Why the hell all of a sudden it makes a team to suddenly welcome him back and accept his help with open arms? So the fact that Dean's starting to get like annoyed with him and stuff, okay, but why haven't why haven't you been doing this all along? I mean, homeboy totally turned his back on you guys and signed up and joined the freaking authority. I think that's, I think the other thing that's kind of bothering me too is the fact that I mean Seth saying he's sorry, all right, fine, whatever. And you're right, you know, why the hell, you know, does he think that Dean's going to trust him? But where was all this with I mean, I have yet to see him apologize to Roman. I have yet to see him say anything to Roman about it. And this past Monday when Seth and Dean were in the ring, and the Miz was threatening him, we heard Roman's name being chanted, only for him to be booed later on when he came out there in the show. I personally don't think it's... I, and as strange as it's going to sound, even though factions reunite here and there, I think the Shield is one of those factions that should not reunite. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's not, it's, I mean, Dean, Roman, and Seth have all had their successes as individual stars. They're all former world champions. No offense, they've it's all like, it's like the Attitude Era. It was what it was when it was because at that time it worked. That was the magic of it. Exactly. I mean, as far as the reunion goes, as Dean Ambrose says when they were first interviewed, nope. (laughs) It's time. Move on. Let them be. Plus, with Roman getting as much hate as he is, why all of a sudden are you going to start loving him once S.H.I.E.L.D. reunites? That doesn't make sense. Because it's the IWC... And with all due respect, 95%, actually no, 99.99% of what they do makes no fucking sense. Who they cheer, who they don't, what they want. They don't even know what the hell they want. Well, you're absolutely right about that, and that's what drives me nuts more than anything. So I always say time and time again that IWC is pretty close to a civil war if we're not already in it. As both those caras and hijo de los de los caras are being brought to ringside forcefully by LAX. <sighs> I can't hate LAX. I can't. I mean, not just the Spanish blood in me, but just the fact that one of our favorite tag teams is part of the group. So I can't hate on them. <laughs> Is that weird? You can. It's very easily. And me, it's understand, me liking them, it's understandable. Hi. I've pretty much proven that I'm the one that likes heels. You, yeah, you're yeah. the one that always goes for the faces. It makes absolutely no sense. So the fact that you can 
like them simply because you're friends with two of them and they're not, they're, they can't seem to make you hate them. No offense. That, to me, says they're not doing their job well enough. I guess so, but I guess the same you go for Kevin Owens. I mean, come on. My, I mean, niece, I has, my niece has met Mike Bennett. And when he was, the, she, she's met Maria and Mike Bennett when they, and when they were in, when they were on TNA, she hated them. Why is she so mean, Auntie? I don't like her. <laughs> Why is he so stupid? Why does he do everything she says? Why, Auntie? I don't like them. Because <laughs> they played their roles and they played their roles well. No, and you're right about that. I mean, maybe I mean, like I said, maybe it's just me. I mean, I know it's just me. It's just as Diamante slaps um, those gatas and then homicide with the kendo sticks. Oh, maybe you can explain something to me because I kind of, like I said, I only watch TNA sporadically. Well, what's the deal with Grado dating all of a sudden, Laura, taking Laurel Van Ness out on a date? He's about to get deported. He has to get married to get his fucking green card. Again, one of the stupidest angles ever in wrestling history. So, not to mention, well, not to mention, I know there's only like seven minutes left of the show, but guaranteed. If they do another vignette with them, Bongo Kong's going to be there, and he's going to freaking go after Grado. Well, he already did last week when he first asked her out. It wasn't until we found out later on that um, she did say yes through the YouTube channel. And from what I've been seeing, bits and pieces of the date tonight. And um, Okay, no offense. What the hell is this? Why are they doing this? They're fucking Hispanic. They're fucking Mexican. They know that with the Lucha Libre tradition, having your mask on is your pride. It's your honor. Why the hell are they doing this stupid freaking bullshit? This is basically taking the Luchador tradition, sticking both middle fingers up, and saying, fuck you. For that particular reason. Well, for one thing, they're doing it to goad out Alberto there to force him to join LAX. And for another, they know it'll bring shame to the family if the mask is forcefully removed. So pretty much, it's a, cho- it's a choice. Either Alberto joins them or the mask comes off. Either way, the family gets disgraced. Are you ready to All right. Well, uh, with that being said, Beth, it's been fun having you on. Thank you for bringing on. Thank you for giving us some dick tonight. It was a lot of fun having him having it on. That's right. I dropped the D. And don't forget to remember to dry up the wet dicks this Saturday night at Legacy. I can hear Jeremy right now. I can feel the face palming right now. <laughs> As he's listening. <laughs> so, Beth, thank you so much for being on. Have she fun. did not just say that. <laughs> Have fun at Legacy this Saturday, and I will talk to you again soon. 
Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Follow her on Twitter at Betsy Page. As you did notice, JC was not on tonight. She got called away for a business trip. But if you want to say something to her, you can follow her at HardyCat1027. Follow us on Twitter at SCC Podcast. You want to follow me? Go ahead at that Daria Tick. Support the show. Buy a T-shirt, or since it's summertime, buy a tank top. Go to Square Tickle Cafe on the Pro Wrestling Tees page, ProWrestlingTees.com/SquareTickleCafe. Buy a shirt or tank top. Support the show. Email us SquareTickleCafe at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a line, I will read it on this next show. We are on Tumblr, SquareTickleCafe.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook, Square Tickle Cafe. Check out Legacy this weekend is in your Rhode Island area. Battleground is this Sunday, live on the WWE Network. The Square Circle Cafe, for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.